Good evening and welcome to E-Bible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 7 of Revelation chapter 4, and we're going to begin by reading verse 6. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. We started talking about this in our last study, the sea of glass, and we saw that the same figure is used in Revelation 15. And I say figure because, of course, obviously there's no sea of glass uh, before the throne of God. Uh, God is just using this language to teach us about uh, a certain truth of uh, of his concerning information related to his gospel and he uses the same figure in revelation 15 in verse 2 and i saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having the harps of god now here the lord is picturing these um individuals in heaven that are uh well we we assume they're in heaven there were the sign is in heaven and it's the seven messengers seven angels having the seven last plagues and they are standing upon a sea of glass and they are said to have gotten the victory over the beast and and so on now what is this sea of glass well um, uh, it, it does use the word sea and the word glass. And uh, and the word glass uh, reminds us of something that is transparent. Something transparent you can see through. We find in Revelation chapter 22, in, uh, in uh, a chapter that begins by discussing the beautiful picture of the kingdom of heaven in verse one. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the lamb. Now it doesn't say um, glass, um, a, 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 a sea of glass, but it's a pure river of water of life. That's clear as crystal. And in our verse in Revelation 4, we, we find uh, that it's a sea of glass like unto crystal at, um, in, in verse 6 that's in view uh, the, um, in relationship to the throne of God. So in that verse, we find a sea like crystal. And in Revelation 22, the pure river of water of life, clear as crystal. And, and that would be water being likened to crystal. And why is God doing this? Well, because it, it is the perfect and pure water of the gospel. The holy water, the purified water of God. There, there's no... Uh, pollution there's there's nothing impure at all it is a very um, perfect uh, 
thing that God has in view here. And and so he is liking it unto a sea or a river that's clear as crystal. Now, this language really is a result of God taking a picture that he established in the Old Testament, a historical type and figure that we read about in the book of Second Chronicles in chapter 4. And in this book, in Second Chronicles uh, 4, and then in the following chapters, it, it is describing the um, time when Solomon had these things built and made for the temple. The, the temple that his father David had prepared for and Solomon uh, had builded and, and then God inhabited. And so we read in Second Chronicles 4, in verse 1, Moreover, he made an altar of brass, 20 cubits the length thereof, and 20 cubits the breadth thereof, and 10 cubits the height thereof. Also, he made a molten sea of 10 cubits from brim to brim, round in compass, and 5 cubits the height thereof, and a line of 30 cubits, did composite round about. Solomon had this sea made for the temple. But why did he uh, he have it made um, for the temple? Well, the answer comes a little bit further down in the same chapter, Second Chronicles 4, in verse um, 5 and 6. And the thickness of it was a hand breadth, and the brim of it like the work of the brim of a cup, with flowers of lilies, and it received and held 3,000 baths. He made also 10 lavers and put five on the right hand and five on the left to wash in them. Such things as they offered for the burnt offering, they washed in them. But the sea was for the priests to wash in. This molten sea, now it's said to be molten because that was the container that the the water would be put in that was made of 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 molten but the sea itself of course was just water and it is that water that molten sea that god is drawing from or or taking this um picture that he established as he had solomon construct this in the book of Revelation that is before his throne. Because here uh, the the law of God was that the priests must, must wash in the sea before they went about their priestly duties. Before they entered into the temple and, and offered sacrifice or, or whatever their particular duty was for the temple. They first had to wash in the sea. And why would the Lord do that? Well, he did that to show that uh, a sinful man couldn't just walk into the temple and, and go about performing the duties that God required of him. No, first he had to be cleansed. And, and this is only a ceremonial cleansing. That is, it, no one was actually cleansed of 
their sins through washing in this sea, but spiritually it pointed to the uh, the fact that that individuals must be washed from their sin by the blood of Christ before they accomplish the work of God. And just as these uh, Levites, these sons of Aaron, these earthly priests had to wash physically before performing priestly duties, so God has in mind that his uh, spiritual priests, as the Bible does refer to true believers spiritually as prophets, priests, and kings, were of a royal priesthood, that his spiritual priests must first be washed by the blood of Christ and cleansed from all sin. They have to be saved, and then they can perform the duties that God has prepared for them. They will uh, go forth with the the gospel, with the word of God. And that's actually the the figure that we find in Revelation 15. And let's turn back there and we find these seven angels. There were seven messengers who were carrying the the seven last plagues of the wrath of God. But notice first in verse 2, they were standing on the sea of glass. Let me read that verse again. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God. And and this is uh, telling us that these messengers... They are um, being cleansed because they're standing on the sea of glass. And they are the ones that got the victory over the beast. Now, the beast is a name for Satan that God gave him exclusively for the period of the Great Tribulation. And it is only God's elect, the great multitude that God saved, that were able to get the victory over the beast. Certainly none that remained in the churches and congregations were able to get the victory over the beast. They they were the ones that were worshiping the image of the beast. And as that image was established in the churches that God had abandoned, but it was only God's people through the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ that obtain victory. And they obtain victory as God saved the last of his elect and he brought them out of great tribulation. Well, let's see what, what happens next here in Revelation 15 in verse 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee. For thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked, and behold, the temple 
of the tabernacle, the testimony in heaven was open. And the seven angels, or messengers, came out of the temple, having the seven plagues clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the, the seven messengers uh, seven golden vials full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever, and the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Very mysterious language, very unusual. And, and of course, if we were not living in the time when God had opened up the scriptures, we wouldn't have any idea what he was saying here. But we are living in that time. We we have a very advantageous vantage point because we're not only living in the time when God opened the scriptures during the Great Tribulation, but we're living in those days after that tribulation. And, and this gives us a very good position to understand what God is saying. And here we find the seven messengers coming forth out of the temple. They're clothed in white linen. Their breasts are girded with golden girdles. And uh, the, the white linen is the righteousness of the saints, which identifies these seven messengers not as angelic beings, but as true believers. And to be girded with golden girdles, well, that is um, a, a garment that a priest would wear. So they're about to perform a priestly function of pouring out these seven vials full of the wrath of God. And also, when they come out of the temple, the temple is filled with smoke, from the glory of God, and no man is able to enter into the temple until the seven plagues are poured out. Now, we, we're, we're not going to get into all these details because we want to save this, Lord willing, for the time when we actually study verse by verse and word by word, Revelation 15. But we we can see the parallel, and it would be good for us to consider this in advance of studying this chapter. With Second Chronicles 14, we see the molten sea, and uh, the priests were to wash in it. Just as here, this chapter begins with those that got the victory over the beast standing on the sea of glass. Then in Second Chronicles chapter 5, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, we'll also spend more time in that once we get to Revelation chapter 15. But in Second Chronicles 5, we read of the temple being completed. And we read of the priests that were clothed in white, fine linen. And also of musical instruments, as we read here that they have the harps of God. And we find that the glory of God filled the 
completed temple in Second Chronicles 5, and the priests came out of the temple. And in Second Chronicles 7, in the first couple of verses, I will read that just to show how similar it is to Revelation 15. In Second Chronicles chapter 7, It says in verse 1, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of Jehovah filled the house. Just as in Revelation 15, it says in verse 8, And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. And then, uh, and, and what is this glory of Jehovah filling the house? It is God now beginning in a figure, to inhabit the temple that was built for his habitation. His glory, the Ark of the Covenant, was placed within, signifying his presence within that physical structure. And likewise, that that house that Solomon had built was a picture of the house of God made up of true believers as God has been building that house all through history, and as Solomon finished the house, then God's Spirit inhabited it. So Christ finished his own house, whose house are we, according to Hebrews 3, and God's Spirit has entered in, and that happened just before he shut the door on May 21, and now... The glory of God has filled the house. And notice in verse 2 of Second Chronicles 7, And the priests could not enter into the house of Jehovah because the glory of Jehovah had filled Jehovah's house. And there is a, a verse that has application today and fits Revelation 15:8. No man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels or messengers were fulfilled. The glory of God has filled his temple. The messengers of God are sent forth to accomplish one last priestly duty upon this earth, that is to pour out the vials of the seven last plagues to fill up the wrath of God. And while they go about that business... No man is able to enter into the temple. That is, there is no more salvation. No one is being saved anywhere on earth because that temple was completed. It was finished. And all of the elect have become saved. Well, uh, uh, this, uh, it of course, fits everything else we've been learning uh, in the many places we've been studying in these days, uh, post May 21, in the day of judgment, as God has continued to reveal the righteous judgment of the Lord at this time. Well, let's go back to Revelation chapter 4, and it, it speaks of the throne. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Four beasts. 
And the the first thing we have to do is look at this word beast. There, it, it we we just got done referring to Revelation 15 that those standing upon the sea of glass had gotten victory over the beast. Well, that word beast is a very different word than this word. This word that's translated as beast in um, our verse of Revelation 4, 6 is a Greek word, zwon, zwon, if I'm pronouncing it right. It is Strong's number 2226. And it it is translated as beast in two or three places um, in Jude. For instance, in Jude verse 10, it speaks of brute beast referring to the um, uh, false prophet. And I think it, it, it's used that way again, maybe in Second Peter. And so it is used that way. But this word translated as beast is derived from uh, another Greek word, which is zoo, zoo, or, or something similar to that. Uh, I, I don't worry too much about the pronunciation of these Greek words. Uh, actually, I don't think too many people do know how to pronounce them. That's not the important thing. Zao means to live, living, or alive. And we can we can see how zoon comes from zao. And and it, uh, a beast is a living thing. It's a living creature. That's what a beast is. It's one of God's creation. And and so the the translators have picked up this word beast. But it's really not the best of translations, especially in the book of Revelation, because it, of the the name, the title of beast that God gives the Satan. And we don't want any confusion like that. And also this word that's translated here as as four beasts, uh, the actually Revelation chapter four in itself is is uh um drawing from what we read in Ezekiel one. We've discussed this before. And in Ezekiel chapter one, uh Ezekiel was given an image not of four beasts but of four living creatures. In Ezekiel 1, verse 5, it says, Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And there was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. And, and, and so on. And in verse 10, As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man and the face of a lion on the right side, and they four had the face of an ox on the left side, they four also had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of everyone were joined one to another, and two covered their bodies. And they went everyone straight forward, whither their, the spirit was to go, they went. And they turned not when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire and like the appearance of lamps it went up and down among the living creatures, and the fire was bright, and now the fire went forth lightning, and the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. 
Now let's compare that with um, with uh, what we're reading here in verse 6 of Revelation 4. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. In the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion and the second beast like a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Now, if you compare the description of the four beasts here in Revelation chapter 4 with the four living creatures in Ezekiel 1, you'll see they have the same faces. They, they, they're likened to the same animals, a lion, a calf, a man, and an eagle, because it is a vision of the same creature and and it is a vision of the glory of God. So we really should correct this translation because the word beast is derived from the word zao that means living in the Greek and because of Ezekiel 1's um, translation of a vision um, uh, that is very similar to Revelation 4 and in Ezekiel 1. These four creatures are called four living creatures. And so when we read in Ezekiel 4, 6 of this vision of the Apostle John uh, in the midst of the throne and round about the throne, when he saw four beasts, we we um, have biblical uh, justification to substitute the word beast for living creatures. Four living creatures full of eyes before and behind. And the first living creature in verse 7 was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. And the third living creature had a face as a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. That is a proper translation of this this particular word and it gives us a corrected understanding of the vision that the Apostle John was privileged and blessed uh, to see um, as God continued to give him this glorious divine revelation of the throne room of the kingdom of heaven.